guys this morning. Uh, the last time I was here was five years ago. And at that five-year beginning, we were just starting our ministry. And uh, I had been in ministry for a very long time, but we were just starting our ministry. And uh, we didn't know what God was going to do. And we went through a lot of different changes. And, uh, and you might hear uh, Pastor Tony or Pastor Alicia call us apostle. And uh, the word apostle is not something to be afraid of. We are an apostolic ministry. My ministry is an apostolic five-fold ministry. We believe in all five-fold gifts, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. We believe all five are important in the church and that we need them. Amen? Amen. Praise God. And so uh, we are um, we're excited about what God is going to do today. I told Pastor Tony that... Um, I believe God has brought me here to shift some things. It got real quiet. All right. That's cool. Don't come up in here trying to offend me. If you get offended, it's a hard issue. I'm just saying. Um, but <laughs> uh, we're going to be as uh, compassionate as I can. But, you know, one thing I want to I note is that love is not mushy. Bible says that God loves those, he corrects those that he loves. That rebuke comes from God, and it's a love thing. And if you're a son and a daughter, I don't know about you, but I'd rather be rebuked by God to make sure that things are right in my heart, things are right in my life, things are right in what I'm doing, because if I'm a son, I get to sit at his table. If I'm an orphan, I'm begging for scraps. And I'm not going to be an orphan, I'm going to be a son. And today you're going to learn... The importance of just community, the importance of um, understanding why we do what we do, you know. And so uh, if you're writing notes, which I hope you are, you can take out your phone. If you're not on Facebook, get off of Twitter and all that good stuff, but get notes. And uh, literally the message is called the five C's. The five C's. That's all I can do. I can't do anything else. I, God didn't give me a real cool, catchy phrase, message, title. Um, but it's going to bless your life. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Uh, where's my phone at? Can I, can I do something that I do with my church, uh, Pastor Tony? All right. I do a decree. Let me make sure I have this thing here. Okay. Everybody stand to your feet and grab your Bibles. If it's electronic, it doesn't matter. I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say, in my hand is the voice of God. He tells me how much he loves me in it. He tells me I can be more than a conqueror. He tells me I sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. If I obey what his word says, I will receive blessings. This is not a religious book. Therefore, I must read it in the context of wanting to build a relationship with the author, Jesus Christ. This is not a religious book. It is a love letter. From a father to their sons and daughters. This is not a religious book. 
It is a legal document from the courtroom of heaven in which I can bind and loose. This book has all legalities to break generational curses that are against my family. This book gives me full authority to manifest the kingdom of heaven onto the earth. This book holds my future and my destiny. This book is alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. I give it permission to go beyond my bone and marrow, to penetrate the deepest parts of my spirit. I give Holy Spirit full reign to open me to the revelations and truths of this book. And I ask all of this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. We need this in our life. This is the book that gives us everything. Without it, there's no life. And so we do this decree every single week. Thank you for letting me do that. We do this decree every week because we want people to know what's holding in their hand. It's not a book you bought at the dollar store or a book that you bought at online at Amazon or whatever it may be. No, this is the living, breathing word of God. If you need a prophetic word, you need to go to your Bible. This is where God is speaking. And so this morning, I want you to begin to write down some scriptures. We're going to dive through the word. I like to dive through the word and really get into the word of God, because if I'm just giving you hot air, there's no Ruach to it. And Ruach is the breath of God. And so I can't just be up here and just, you know, giving you hot air. I don't want to do that. I want to talk right from the scripture. I want to tell you what God is saying right from here. So let's go. The first C today is connect. Everybody say connect. Connect. Go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. The body of Christ is not a body unless it's connected. And so what happens is, is that we have all these disconnects because we don't realize that we're a part of something. If you look at the person next to you, you're connected to them even if you don't know who they are. Especially if you say, I'm a believer and I believe in Jesus Christ. The moment you accept Christ, you become part of a bigger picture, which means that it's not about you. Hello. It's a bigger picture. It's not just about the one person. It's not just about how I feel. It's not my preference. It's what the kingdom needs. And so I become part of a bigger picture. Ephesians 4.16 simply says this. From whom the whole body is joined together and connected by every joint and ligament as every part effectively does its work and grows, building itself up in love. See, what's interesting is that everyone has to work. Say, I will work. This, the, 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 the spectating believer is done. You can't be a spectating believer because you don't get into the, the, the thick of things. It's, it's, it's very interesting how I've been serving the Lord now. This year is going to be 21 years. 
21 years. I got saved in 2000, and God radically just saved my life, and I didn't want nothing to do with God, and God said, no, I got you. And I went through a lot and, and stuff, but God is, is faithful. And in 21 years, I, in 21 years, I realized that the more I make it about me, the less God uses me. Because God doesn't look for people to be the star. He's the star. You have to put your part in what it is. And it's a partnership. I, I want you to know, Freedom Life, that God is not going to come down here and explode the church just by bringing people by osmosis. It doesn't happen that way. Because when I read my Bible, it shows me that God used a leader. Hello, Pastor Tony, Pastor Alicia. To get a word for particular people, and then the people work together in partnership with heaven to make things happen. God doesn't just do things and come down and speak by himself. He uses humans. So if you don't have the participation and it's the spectation, God can't use you. It's real quiet. Am, am I good? Okay. I just want. Can you talk back to me even if it's an ouch? I just need something. I need something here. All right. Just participate with me. And so we're building ourselves up. And it says we have to build ourselves in love. You know how I started this. I said love is what? Love is love, but love is correction. It's rebuke. It's getting things in line, right? And so I'm coming here in love, but I'm coming also to align some things and get some things in order that, that, that need to be understood about the body of Christ. The body of Christ does not just do it by itself, and God doesn't do it by himself. It works together. It is a partnership. And if we don't partner with heaven, heaven won't move. Heaven doesn't move on, him, on itself. You know that, right? There has to be a partnership. There has to be a verbal communication out of our mouths that brings heaven down to earth. We can't sit here and just be like, okay, God, I want you to come down. He's not going to move. We have to begin to open up our mouth, speak over a region. What did he tell Ezekiel? Prophesy. Prophecy is just the testimony of Jesus. Every time you tell somebody about Jesus, you're prophesying. So every believer is prophetic. You might not be a prophet. I'm not telling you a prophet. Don't go crazy now. I'm not telling you you're a prophet. What I'm telling you is, is that every believer is prophetic. Because the testimony of prophecy, I mean, the, pro the testimony of Jesus is prophecy. So when you tell somebody about Jesus, you're, pro you're prophesying. You know why? Because no one was there at Calvary. You're literally telling somebody something that happened to over 2,000 years ago, and you're speaking on behalf of something that you didn't even see. You're prophetically speaking. And so we have to understand that partnership really comes with being an un, uh, having the understanding of the connecting part of the body. I never seen a body that can truly walk and function well without its proper parts. We can't look uh, debilitated or or act like we're walking well when we're dragging one leg that doesn't want to work. We're trying to walk and they're dragging. We got we to gotta build ourselves up in love. Hey, brother, sister, I, I, I really need you to lift up this leg here. We got to walk together. 
How could we walk unless we agree? And so we have to have an understanding of that, that the connection part of the body is important. Without connection, there's no body. It's like Voltron. I'm old. It's like Voltron. I'm old. But y'all remember Voltron? Who remembers Voltron? Are y'all old too then? So, right, so Voltron was awesome because they would connect, well, some of your, your, the younger ones, Power Rangers. Corny. All right, so Voltron, right? <laughs> Voltron used to come together, different body, different parts, and they created this one huge thing that would just destroy the enemy. The body has to be connected to fight the devil. You can't just try to fight the devil with one body. He's swinging all full, whole body, kicking and everything. And we're trying to just headbutt him because we want Christ to do all the work. Headbutt me. Head, just, Christ just headbutting him. Christ's like, I sat down. Y'all, you should be doing the work. I'm seated. You know, Jesus is not on the earth. Hello? He sat at the right hand of the Father, and the only time he ever stood up was when Stephen was stoned. And after that, the next time he stands up, we out. Right? So in, that's a trumpet. Terrible. And listen, if I was in a, I would have been another one like, bah, 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 you know? It, 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 he sat down. So what he's telling us is that I'm sitting while y'all sitting, so no work is getting done. And we wonder why things are happening. I tell people all the time, I come to the realization we can't com complain and cry about what's happening in society because we're not in it. And if we're not in it, don't complain. You cannot complain about what you're not trying to affect. There has to be an understanding what the body needs to do. So this body has to connect. Amen. Number two, commit. A lot of us have commitment issues. Let's keep it real. We're not married to, to the body yet. There's the, the, the commitment level is not there. If it's raining too hard, uh, I might come. Too hot? Uh, might come. Nice day? Oh, let's go to the beach. Oh, I don't know. You guys have beach around? Okay, sorry. Uh, I'm from the Jersey Shore area, so I got a beach. <laughs> uh, let's go to the river. Whatever. I don't know what I got. <laughs> Somewhere. Okay, well, look at that. Come to church and then go to the river. Um, a nice day. Go want to do something. The priority of a believer is not to go do their preference, but to be connected to the body to make sure that God's work is getting done. That's the, listen, I, I was, I, you need to understand something. Watch this. Jesus says something so critical in his word. There was an instance in, in the gospels where he's sitting and there's his family shows up on the other side of the door. And they're knocking. I'm paraphrasing, but they're knocking. And one of the disciples come and go, Jesus, your mother and your brothers are outside. And what did Jesus say? Anybody know what Jesus said? Who's, you know why he said that? This is going to be an ouch. Because the family you're born into is not the family you're going to leave with. The 
The family you're born into will not be the family that you're going to leave with or that you'll journey with. I have a brother. He's amazing. He's a pastor in another church in Jersey. I have, my mom lives here in Pennsylvania. She lives in um, Loudoun, Pennsylvania, I think it is. She lives out there. And I see them, but my family are the ones that gather every Sunday at the hub. I have a mother and I have a brother, but my brothers and my sisters and my family are the ones that are doing the work of God together. Now, here's the thing. This is where it gets difficult because I'm not telling you to, 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 to leave your family. I'm just telling you to understand that there's an eternal value when it comes to the body of Christ being connected together and committing and saying, hey, I'm going to work with you. You're my brother. You're my sister. I'm going to pray with you because one will send a thousand a flight, but two will send 10,000. How much will a whole body send? And so we need to have a commitment. We need to be committed. If you're not committed, today you're going to be committed. Because there has to be a commitment. Because the first thing is that you're not committed to Pastor Tony or Pastor Alicia. You're not committed to freedom. You're not committed to this region. You're committed to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If you don't get committed to God, you won't be committed to anything. There has to be a commitment inside of your heart. I'm committed. Because what happens is, and this happens all over the place, even my church, is that people will say, oh, I'm committed. But they're not. They're just committed by vocal, by, 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 by verbiage, but their heart says something different. And I, and I deal with that. I'm like, listen, you're not really committed. And then they get upset. Here's the thing. They feel like they're disconnected. No, you're disconnected. You're disconnected. There's plenty of things to do here. There's plenty of things to happen. We're doing a lot of stuff. Where are you when things happen? Oh, I got to do this. And if you work, praise God. Do your thing. You got to work. That's okay. But what I'm saying is the commitment level. The disciples did not tell Jesus, yo, Jesus, um, this morning, I'm not going out with you. I'm going to stay in bed, all right? Tell me about how things went. Did they? No. Jesus got up, they got up. They followed him wherever he went. Every day was a new journey with them. They didn't know what was. The reason why we get excited about what we read in the Bible is because the Bible is full of highlights, not the full story. The story of Jesus that we read in the Gospels are literally memories and perceptions and things that happened to an individual that was written now out in the context for someone else to read it. But there was so much more behind the scenes of that. And one thing that I ask Holy Ghost to do for me all the time when I get into the word is, Lord, I know the highlights. Show me the story. Give me the revelation as to what this is. Why did Peter do this? What is going on with Matthew? What is going on with Mark? Many people don't even know that Mark was not a disciple. He just walked with Paul. No, actually, he fought with Paul. <laughs> and Paul dissed him. And Paul said, you're not walking with me anymore. But it's the memories of Peter that are written in the book of Mark. So we have to have the understanding that it was the connection between everyone there that brought about what we read today. If they had this thought that, you know what, this is just too much. I've never seen a demon get cast out before. I'm out of here. They would have left Jesus. They did leave him by the droves when he said, eat my flesh and drink my blood. 
They got offended. Watch this. Your disconnect shows that you're offended somewhere. Say ouch if you have to. But it's the truth. Because they disconnected right from the word of life. Because he said, drink my blood and eat my flesh. They didn't understand it. Sometimes Pastor Tony and Pastor Alicia might say some things that you might not understand. But if you're connected, you need to be committed and try to understand what God is trying to do. Because it's a bigger picture. It's not about you. Somebody say amen. So you need to commit. You need to connect. These are all issues of the heart. These are issues that I dealt with coming in when I first got saved. Do I really want to connect? I didn't know what to do. I was like, the first, the first thing I did was join the choir. Out there, just clapping it up, singing. But I was like, I can't do this no more. I'm like, nah. I just can't be a part of this choir no more. I can sing, but I'm not going to be a part of this choir. It's too much. I need something else to do. And then the opening came. They were like, we need somebody to sit in the back just to tell the youth to be quiet. <laughs> I'll sit right in the back. I ain't got to do nothing else. And so for a year, that's all I did was sit in the back. Shh, be quiet. Pastor's preaching. Shh, be quiet. Uh, I, I, I was faithful to that. But I never disconnected because I was in a place that I didn't like. Some things may be asked of you, might not be here, might be another church that you go to, or it might be in another season of your life where you're going into another place and somebody may ask you something. It's funny how in the church people get asked to do stuff and they're quick to be disgruntled and they don't want to do it. And like, who does a pastor think he is? And who does a pastor think he is? But if your boss tell you to do something that you don't like and because you get that nice paycheck at the end of the week, you conform. Bring me back, Tony, please. Okay. Make it short. You conform. Why? Because you feel as though that is, if that leaves me, then what? But I can find another church. But it might be the church that's going to give you life that you need to be connected to that you might not want to do the things that are supposed to build your character. Hello? Because God cares more about your character than your gifting. He had to deal with Moses' character before he went and removed the children from Pharaoh and Egypt. God deals with everyone's character. And you see different stories. I mean, David even had to deal with character. He was off the chain. Premeditated murder, adultery, wilding out, just having conspiracy. He was just wilding. But he was a man after God's own heart because he knew how to repent. Hello? Repentance is not a bad word in the church. Repentance, mentaneo in the Greek. It just means to about face. Go the other direction. If you're uncommitted, commit. If you're disconnected, connect. It's very simple. It's just a quick turn. It's not a 360 because then you're going right back to being uncommitted and being disconnected. It's a 180 that you have to turn. And the 180 starts here. It starts here. And it might not be easy at first. You might be like, man, I really don't want to be here, but I'm committed. I don't want to do this, but I'm committed. You know, but the thing is, is that the more you do it and the more you're committed, the more you're connected, the more you feel it becomes family. 
The body of Christ are not members. They're family. God did not create the world and then send his son to die for membership. He sent him to die for the world because everyone in the world is family. We're supposed to be sons and daughters. The only place that hell is for is for the devil and his and his his uh his whole crew, his demons and his minions and his imps and all the things that that he tries to bring out. And and the thing is, is he loves to cause discord. He wants people to be disconnected because you may catch a revelation that changes the trajectory of your life. And he doesn't want that. Amen. The next thing is covenant. Write that down. See, I said connected, committed. Now committed turns into covenant. And covenant is serious. Because commitment is one thing, but covenant is contractual agreement to do what it is that you're doing. And a lot of people never get to that point in the church to have covenant with their pastors, to have covenant with their leadership. They're committed, but covenant is a whole nother level. I am covenant. I have a covenant with my covering. My covering, Apostle Ryan Lestrange and Joy Lestrange, I have covenant with them. I'm not committed to them. I'm not sitting there just saying, hey, I'll just help you out. No, listen, I'm covenant with them, in covenant, which means that I don't break contract because I don't like it. This is covenant. Jesus comes to the earth and gives us a new what? Covenant. Why? Because up until Jesus started speaking, they only knew God as either um, a God, Elohim, Yahweh, right? And then Jesus comes and does this amazing thing. The disciples come to him and they go, hey, um, Teach us how to pray. He goes, oh, I'll teach you. He didn't go, our Yahweh. He didn't go, our Elohim. What did he introduce? What does the new covenant introduce? A father. Why? Because now God is about family. Covenant is about family. It's not about just, oh, he's Yahweh. No, he's the Abba. Right? You guys sing that song. Abba, I belong to you. Right? Abba. It's a family. God is literally looking to institute family back into the body of Christ. But because we've been taught some stuff that is maybe incorrect. I'm not saying from here. I'm just talking about in general. Things have been passed on from generation to generation to generation that just like Pastor Tony stood up here and said, we should not look at God as a good God based off of our circumstance, but we should look at him as a good father because the word says that he is a good father and that he will all good things come from him from the father of lights. So he's a father. The New Testament is a father. And so we are New Testament believers. Are you a New Testament believer? then he's a father to you. He's not God. Because when you see him as God, you don't come to him intimately like a father. God is, hey, God, I'm here. 
But he told us that we have the right because of the blood of his son upon us, that we have the right to come boldly before his throne as sons and daughters. Those who are led by the spirit are called the sons of God. The earth is groaning in anticipation of the birthing of the sons of God. Not the church members of God. And it's good. Listen, membership is good. You need to do that. Whatever church, everybody has a different way of doing things. And I'm sure here there's a great class for you to get through. And if you haven't taken it and you're still sitting here, you're uncommitted. Get in it. Get in it. Because covenant is about relationship. And Jesus tells us that new wine cannot be poured into old wineskins. So if you have an old, uncommitted mind, you need to change the wineskin of your mind. Everything is about changing the wineskin. God changed my wineskin. Listen, when I first started coming to the Lord, and I was in 2000, I was very, 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 very religious. Very religious. I look at my pictures, I look older then than I do now. I'm like, what the heck was I wearing? Why did I dress like that? But it was because it was what I was, I, was, I, was brought, I was being brought into, right? And then I started realizing that I need to know this God for myself. I need to know God. Like, I, it's cool. Listen, everything you hear today, all the scriptures that I'm reading, go home. Read it yourself. Get into the word yourself. Do it. I need to know God for who he was. And I was like, God, I need to know you. I'm going to get away with, I'm going to, I need to know who you are. I need to know what your word is saying about me. How could I serve someone I don't know? How can I say I'm committed to someone that I don't know? I can't say I'm, com- I'm committed to my wife because I know her. I'm intimate. There's an intimacy level. You have to be intimate with God. That's part of the covenant. Intimacy with God is a beautiful thing. Getting alone, shutting the TV off, shutting the phone off, everything. Just getting into into the presence of God. Opening up your Bible, get a nice cup of coffee and read it. Ask God to show you who he is. Listen, God is not going to be like, oh, you got to find out. He's going to talk to you. He's not playing hide and seek. But you keep playing peekaboo with the word. Oh, let me open it up. Get in it. Get in the word. The word is going to show you who God is. He's a good God. The Old Testament is Christ concealed. The New Testament is Christ revealed. Everything about the Old Testament was a foreshadowing of the new covenant. And we're a part of the new covenant. We're a part of the kingdom of God. I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. I want to be a part of something that doesn't die. It will live forever. I'm a part of something that lives forever. And when this shell casing goes, I still live forever. I'm a part of that. And you're a part of that. And you know how you build up that that, that stamina to understand who you are? You get committed. You get connected. You build covenant, and you stay just focused on what that is. We need new wineskin. We need new wineskin. Say, I need a new wineskin. See, it doesn't do anything until you begin to, de- de- to, to decree it and say it out of your own mouth, and then you realize that, man, I do need a new wineskin. 
there's some things, you know. I don't know how, how everybody feels about being, you know, just extrovert, but I'm very extrovert. Okay, some people are very introvert, and that's fine. My wife is very introvert. And when it comes to worship, I'm very exuberant. I like to jump up and down. I like to scream. If I was preaching, and, 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 and I would just be like, if I feel it in my belly, I'm going to release a tongue. And nothing's going to stop that. Might be uncomfortable at first. Like if God just said, I want you to break something right now in the spirit, I would do it. The covenant that you need starts here. The connection that you need starts here, and the commitment that you need starts right here. You need to examine this. My wife deals with deliverance. She's done deliverance on many people, over 100 people, one-on-ones, not mass, one-on-ones. And all of them have been believers. And those demons don't want to leave. But when they go, freedom comes and there's a new level of commitment. There's a new level of understanding like, God, you're so good. You give, it's the children's bread. You set us free. You cover us with your blood. I don't know about you, but the, the exchange rate on this is amazing. You catch that, right? Like, the exchange rate is, like, ridiculous. Eternal life, and I'll take your sin. There you go. It's, it's a wonderful exchange rate that God gives us. And yet, and still, we find it difficult to exchange. And it's because it's here. The posture of the heart is so important to a believer. There were times where I didn't even want to read my Bible, and I was leading a church. I would go home after a Sunday preaching, and I'd turn on and watch football all day long. And I'm not saying football's bad. Listen, football, cool. But what happened was this. When I committed, established covenant, and I connected to God first to Abba, to the Father, all that stuff faded away. I began to read books. I didn't like reading books, Pastor Tony. Couldn't stand reading books. I didn't like it. That's why it was hard for me to read the Bible. I didn't like books. That's all I do now. I go to stores and look for books. Hello? Like, I, What? My wife and I started a, a, a school called the Kingdom Apostolic School of Learning that we're ready to graduate our third class, class of 2022. They're signing up right now from all over, not just New Jersey, but they're online as far as Maine and even the West Coast. They just come be a part of a class that teaches them about the apostolic and they learn and stuff. But I would not have been able to even open up a school if I didn't want to read. And it happened with a commitment level. See, what's going to happen is, watch this. When the commitment level begins to grow in God, when the connection begins to grow in God, when the covenant begins to grow in God, you're going to see the increasing of things happen in this house. But it happens only when you stay committed. You have to stay committed. Some of y'all, who's been working at their job for more than 20 years? You're committed to that job. That's amazing. God bless you. 20 years. 
Where, where's the family that, that was, that's been with you guys for 10 years? Where they at? Okay, so it's you and your husband, right? I want to pray with you, before, pray over you before uh, the service is over. All right, praise God. Um, so, and your husband, you can get him on the phone? Okay, good. All right, praise God. The spirit doesn't need a boundary. He can go anywhere he wants. Through the phone, we're watching online. Oh, my goodness, hello online. Where's the camera? I forgot that online was on. What's up, online? God bless you. I hope you're blessed. Hope you're enjoying this message. <laughs> I totally forgot, Pastor Tony. All right. The last two, and we're finishing. Have you been blessed? Last one is the big one. Counting the cost. Counting the cost. Luke 14, 28, 20, 20, uh, 25 through, 20, through 30, excuse me, says, The large crowds went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father or mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciples. Sounds kind of rough, right? Like, dang, Jesus, why are you saying that? I love my mom. I love my dad. I love my wife. Can you count the cost? Then he goes on to say right here, he goes, and whoever does not bear his cross and follow me cannot be my disciples. For whom among you intend to build a tower and does not sit down first and count the cost to see whether he has resources to complete it? Otherwise, perhaps after he has laid the foundation and is not able to complete it, all who see it will begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to complete it. Can you count the cost? When I first got saved in 2000, the Holy Ghost told me, you need to stay away from your mom for a whole year. Call her, but you cannot go to her house. My first year being saved, I went a whole year without seeing my mom. Can you count the cost? My father passes away, and I had to preach the next morning. It was early that he passed away. I got the phone call. We went over to his house, and I went there. I gave him a kiss. He was already gone. And I was weeping and crying, and I knew I had to preach the next morning. And I heard the Holy Ghost say, let the dead bury the dead and go do my work. How many pastors or how many people would have gone in and began to preach on a Sunday morning after they know that their father just passed away? Can you count the cost? This is not an easy thing to walk with Jesus. It's not easy to be committed to what it is that God is calling to your life. Can you say yes to doing something totally different while everybody else is not doing it? Can you stay committed to the course of your life because your destiny is bigger than people's opinions of what they think you should do? 
I had so many people, don't leave your, your denomination. Don't do it. It's going to hurt you. Don't talk about the apostolic. Don't you dare talk about casting out devils. Don't do it. It's going to turn your people down. You're going to lose people. Guess what? I lost people. I lost a lot of people talking about devils and casting out demons and deliverance. And I lost a lot of people talking about prophetic and apostolic and building and, and, and going into understanding atmospheres and regions and all these other things that maybe I'll talk to you guys about it next time I come. But there's a lot of stuff that entails what I do that you lose a lot of people. Can I count the cause? There's a story in closing. Count cost. Yes, count cost. If you want to do six, the cross. I did. Yeah, that's five. I love my wife. <laughs> I really do. I thought I, I thought I gave y'all all the ones. Were they right? <laughs> Connect, commit, covenant, counting the cost. That's five. That was four. Oh. Oh, no, I do have one more. I'm sorry. It is the cross. Sorry. Cross. The cross. Sorry. The cross. My bad. I thought I said that one. Didn't I say that? Okay, the cross. All right. So watch this. The walk with Jesus starts first in the heart. It's not about, as beautiful, listen to me. I, I don't want nobody to get offended by this. But as beautiful as this facility is, it's not Jesus. Like, I love this backdrop. This is beautiful. I hope y'all got pictures. But it's not Jesus. So you can come, watch this, to a building empty. God begins to say in the book of Hebrews that I no longer want to dwell in buildings made by man's hands. So the only way this temple gets filled is if you're filled. I'm going to say it again so, they can, so you can catch that. This temple does not get filled unless you're here. Because you carry the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit does not fill these objects. The presence of God is felt when the people come together. So an uncommitted people lack something. It's called the presence. A people that don't want to have covenant lack something. It's called presence. And I'd rather have presence than performance. I'd rather have presence than platform. I don't need that. I need the presence of God. The only reason why I'm able to stand up here is because of the presence. 
had nothing to do with me, has to do with the presence. So as a people, we need to understand, are we counting the cost for the presence of God? Because we can have church and have performance all day and have some great musicians and do all that stuff, the lights, the camera, all that. It looks great. Trust me. I've seen some things. But I've been in some stuff where it's very dry. It looks amazing aesthetically. But there's no oil that drips. This house is looking for oil. Who's looking for oil? Who wants oil? If you want oil, then that means you want to commit. It means you, you want to establish that covenant. It means that you're going to connect if you're looking for the oil. Because here's the thing. Pastor Tony, come up here real fast. Watch this. The Bible says how good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity, right? And it's like the oil that drips off of who? The beard of Aaron. You know, you know what that represents, right? The oil drips off the head first. And then it flows to the body. But without unity, the oil only goes here. It doesn't drip down. Do you honor the oil that's on this man's life? Do you honor what comes out of his mouth? Or is he just another pastor around the corner? Do you honor it? Because the honor that you put upon him is what the oil that God will flow through this house. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? It says how beautiful it is when we dwell together in unity. And everybody loves that, that unity part. But then the next part is, it's like oil that drips down Aaron's beard and it goes all the way down his garments to the toes. Which means that God doesn't flow from the oil back up. I don't care how anointed you are, you're not as anointed as this man in the house. The oil flows from the head down. God doesn't do things backwards in that sense. And so if you want oil at the tippy toes, you got to honor the oil that's coming off the top of the head. He's poured and poured and poured. Pastor Alicia has poured and poured and poured. Ten years coming in next month. The level of honor has to come up. The level of commitment has to come up. The level of connecting has to come up. Because the oil that's on his life is priceless. And it's for this region. Hello? He's in Lewisburg for a reason. He's in this region. He's in this region. God doesn't just go, oh, well, you know what, Tony, let's just put you here and then you know what? You're on your own. If God put him here, it's because there is something in his mouth and in Pastor Alicia's mouth that they carry that makes your baby leap for your destiny. When Mary got next to Elizabeth, the baby's kicked. She said, how blessed are you in carrying the Savior of the world? There is, there is something inside of a particular person. And Pastor Tony and Pastor Alicia are called to be the house pastor. They are called to be the seers, the overseers, the leadership, the shepherds of this house. And the oil flows from them. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's hard to get oil from a disgruntled leader. 
I'm going to leave you right here. You're going to stay right here because this honor is going to come on the house. You don't bring an apostolic person into the house and not talk about honor. There has to be a commitment. From the person that fills the coffee station to the person that vacuums in here, you're getting oil for that. Not because you have a microphone. Grab a mop, then get the microphone. Work. They're putting in too much, too many, too many years for it not to increase. And I'm decreeing and declaring and I prophesy over freedom life that honor and integrity, commitment is going to increase in this next 10-year season. And you're going to see something that you've never seen before. Because that's what God does. God, he loves honor. You know, honor is the currency of God. God loves honor. He honors, he even honors us. Honor goes a long way. I honor this man of God. There was a moment in my life where I was in need, mentally and spiritually, being completely honest. I was ready to end my life. And guess who I was speaking to? This man right here. He said, it's not worth it. Don't do it. So you might not see me. You might not hear me. We don't talk every day. We're not, you know, on the phone, besties. But the covenant is there. Which means that I can go across the world and I'm still going to connect with him. I'm still going to pray and I'm still going to believe for freedom life. If you're ready for this commitment, I just need you to stand to your feet. Don't stand if you ain't ready, but if you're ready to take this to another level, Stand to your feet. I appreciate honesty because God sees it. Look at your people, Pastor Tony. They're saying yes. Because the oil is too precious to let it just spill everywhere. Counting the cost. Understanding who God has put in position here. Can't undermine. Can't be like, well, if I was the pastor, you're not. You're not. He is. I know it's a hard word, but it's a word that deals with the heart, right? It's a word that deals with the heart. This is where this is where commitment begins. So you gotta you gotta go after the heart. And God wants us to deal with our heart. Our spirit's already taken care of. That's God. Our soul is what fights. The emotion. The whole the whole battle that the enemy wants to fight our souls. But if we get our heart postured correctly, first to God, then to the vision of the house and the man of God and the woman of God who God has placed here. Watch how things will flow. Things are going to unclog here. The oil is going to flow again. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's unclogging even right now. 
Some of y'all are even feeling it. It's unclogging right now. Now, I know that he didn't ask me to say any of this stuff, but this is under the leading of the Holy Spirit. If you have an ought with any, with any of these two, with Pastor Tony and Pastor Alicia, make it right today. Repentance is not bad. It is beautiful, and it reconciles. Send a text message. Well, I wouldn't say send a text message. I'd say say face-to-face. Even here. Now. Because God doesn't honor that. Let your tongue be a blessing toward them. God is coming to shift some things here. And the unclogging is happening now. The oil will flow again in this house. Stronger than ever. And the words that will come off of Pastor Tony's lips and Pastor Alicia's lips will be like honey to you. So you're saying you're going to be committed. You say you're going to have covenant. You say, now I'm going to ask you another step. Make your way to the front. Pastor Alicia, you want to come up? Pastor Maxwell, come up. Online, if you're at home, stand up. Say you're going to commit. Something groundbreaking is about to happen in these next, not only few months, but the 10-year season that you're about to go into. Counting the costs and understanding what God wants to do begins with understanding who your leader is. There's a scenario in the Bible that's very interesting, and I always find it fascinating how the children went through the wilderness, and the ones that made it to the promised land were not the ones that came out of Egypt because they were disgruntled and they did not listen to Moses. Moses himself did not make it to the promised land because of doing the thing that he wanted to do for the people instead of listening to God's instruction. Are you content with being in the wilderness or do you want to go to the promised land? Say it. The promised land, right? It's there. It's called the promised land. What a D. Promised land. Freedom Life has a promised land but you got to begin to listen to the one that gets the instructions to get there. God doesn't switch up how he does leadership because it's the 21st century. These are biblical principles. This is the way God does things. And so he'll place someone like the cruises here to lead you to your promised land. God is doing something. I just feel the sovereignty of God. Do you feel it, Tony? The sovereignty of God is here because he doesn't, he, he is very serious about his anointing. Touch not my anointing.
So committing covenant and bringing in a new understanding. God has given you all new wineskins today. A new eye to see in the spirit what God is trying to do here.